Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 8, you will hear stories from our ninth collection, Sooner or Later. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. One More Try by John Kessler In stark contrast to the minus 30 degree temperature outside, it was hot in the garage. Too hot. The old furnace only had two settings, off and full blast. So following my brother Keith's lead, I peeled off my jacket and flannel shirt and set back to work on his 1962 Jeep Forward Control or FC for short. If you know what one of those is, you are a certified Jeepophile. Think a one-quarter scale old-school Peterbilt cab over with the engine between the seats, and you'll get the picture. Keith was a mastermind under the hood. I was his able-bodied apprentice, grabbing tools at his request, holding the light just so, and being as helpful as I could be He had a way of teaching me about the art of Jeep maintenance as only a brother could, constantly giving me coaching tips like, Get the hell out of my light. I set a box wrench, numbnuts. Or one of my favorites, You must have been adopted. The figurative we fiddled with the engine for what seemed like hours, with him doing the work and me pretending to watch intently, while daydreaming about whatever an eight-year-old daydreams about when they have absolutely no interest in what they're doing, but want badly to impress the one they're doing it with. The evening dragged on. Fiddle a little, fire it up, listen, grunt, shut it off, fiddle some more, repeat. Without me picking up on any discernible difference between this start and the last, his grunt, turned to a smile, and he exclaimed, Hot damn, I think that did the trick. Let's go road test. I was ready for that. Road tests frequently ended at the little choke and puke where Keith's blonde Barbie worked. He'd get me a treat, so they'd have time to make goo-goo eyes. As for me, I won't say I was motivated by treats, but all my clothes did come from the monkey ward's husky boys aisle. Opening the garage door, the cold air hit me like a brick. Keith backed out. I hit the lights, pulled the door down, and dove into the cab. We hadn't put the engine cover back on, and the heat coming off the manifold warmed me like a campfire. For reasons I can't recall, but I'm sure made sense at the time, we left the highway and drove down a back road. Who was I to question? Heck, for all I knew, maybe this was a shortcut to a hot fudge sundae. Several miles in, the little jeep sputtered, then popped, and finally, with a bang and a hiss, all went silent. Instantly, the cold blasted in. Keith looked at me in my t-shirt, jeans, and street shoes, and I looked at him in his. The look on his face did not need translation. It clearly stated, oh, shit. More quickly than he had worked in the warm garage, he fiddled with the engine, turned the key, Nothing happened. Fiddle some more. Turn the key. Nothing. Repeat. 
The tingling in my ears, nose, fingers, and toes told me we were in trouble. Keith was having difficulty turning the little adjustment screw on the carb as his fingers began to numb. That sent even more of a chill down my spine. We had left home dressed for a summer day. We didn't tell anyone we were leaving or where we were going. We were several miles down a road that likely wouldn't see another car until morning, and the temperature was still dropping. Characteristically decisive and quick to action, Keith said, here's what we're going to do, and he laid out the plan. The Jensen's had a dumpy little hunting shack about a mile further down the road. We were going to abandon the Jeep and beat feet for the shack, break in and light the stove. With any luck, we'd find some blankets and hunting clothes. We'd hole up until Dad found us, or we'd walk out in the morning when it warmed up. The consequences were clear, and with a trembling lip, I nodded my understanding. Keith started to get out as I hesitantly reached for my door handle. He paused, muttered something under his breath, maybe a prayer, but more likely a curse. He pulled his door shut and said, wait, let's give it one more try. Without any taking time to fiddle, he turned the key. In reverse order of how she died, the Jeep gave a hiss, a bang, a pop, and a sputter as it came to life. We drove home without speaking, the engine noise, music to our ears. Keith parked. We both went in the house, hit the cookie jar, and retreated to our respective bedrooms, never saying a word. Copyright 2023, John Kessler. John Kessler lives in Greensboro, North Carolina, with his wife, Martha, and his chocolate lab, Rooster. As an organization development consultant, John has made a career of studying people as individuals and how they interact in groups. Writing for his own enjoyment and the entertainment of others, John strives to bring his characters to life through the exploration of personality quirks and the underlying dynamics of what makes people tick in the day-to-day -day realities of life. Read more about this writer and background on this story in a special feature of Six Minute Stories called Author's Talk. Thank you for listening to another six-minute story. You can read them all in the nine anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L-Jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next Personal Story Publishing Project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.